0: Boston City gave me birth so many years
1: ago and my farmers
0: came i all waiting to see the Queen. I, I was driving round here one day and this Land Rover came out to gears and Harry was in it. We saw Harry. Did he stop and roll down the window and talk to you? No, we didn't.
1: How are me doing, he says. Johnny Jemison. He's a well-known DJ among older Irish immigrants in London. Oh, there you go. Now the Buckingham Palace—they've the, stopped in the traffic. Somebody going in? He's on his way through London to a tea dance where he'll play mostly country and Irish.
0: Yeah, who was who it? it?
1: He used to look after shows for thousands in the audience. Today he'll get twenty or thirty. He hopes.
0: Andrew. Andrew. Who's at the back seat of the car? You didn't salute him? No. I think he's a oh, Yeah, but... Oh, shut up.
1: Whatever you think about listening to Johnny's type of country and Irish music, you can't help but listen to Johnny talk, especially when he tells the story of his life.
0: We were listening to the Joe Dolan tapes, and in walked Bon Jovi and Springsteen. The stories of his life... Princess Leah. I was her bodyguard there one time, because there was a kidnap threat on her. So many of them are incredible. I was in the Federal Plaza building in New York and I was waiting for the elevator to open and when the elevator opened, there was Nixon surrounded by four secret Service. And I says, you're Nixon. And she says, you must be Irish. And he shook hands with me. We were talking for about half an hour. (laughs) Can you you tell me how much of what he tells is the truth? She mightn't remember this. Probably none of it. (laughs)
1: Johnny's wife Kathleen. They live in a flat on a beautiful council estate in London. They used to have a house in Florida, but it was taken from them. Every famous person I mention, he says, oh, I know him.
2: Oh, yeah, you name anyone.
0: There was Cash, there was Merrill Haggard, Barbara Mundrell, Reba McIntyre, the Alabama, the Beach Boys, the Monkeys and all these people. Who was the
1: worst person you dealt with?
0: Diana Ross. We were told when she came out of the dressing room, we all had to turn her back. She didn't want anyone looking at her.
1: Make
0: a way of that. No, it's the truth. In Atlanta, Georgia, I stood and stared at her. I said, turn of my book I'm back to nobody.
2: So, what are you going to do with all this gibberish?
0: I'm going into the tax
1: office back in Dublin.
2: Oh, <laughs> 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 well, you're all right in Dublin, once you don't go into a <laughs> still, still here. Still, the here, we're afraid, and not the one in Ireland. <laughs> <laughs>
1: what kind of nursing did you
2: do, may I ask? Children. Did you? Oh, Jesus. He... Did you... What crazy. else did you tell him about me? <laughs> did, you... did you tell him I was Paul dancing?
0: Oh, I didn't mention that. We're just past Buckingham Palace. We're going up to Hyde Park Corner. Which I always come this way because there's, all, there's always parades and pageantry. and it's, it's, I, I don't know, I love looking at these animals and the way they're all decorated.
1: The tea dance that Johnny is on his way to today is in Wembley.
0: They're part-funded by the Irish government. The people come and they pay £5 and they get tea and biscuits and they get a full dinner. And then they get a bingo and they have a raffle and then they have music for an hour and a half or so.
1: Spend a day going around London with Johnny Jemison and it's a day listening to mini-dramas where Johnny is the main character.
0: He was a guy, he wanted to fight with me and his father was urging him to fight. And I was standing with a pint of beer in my hand and I just dropped the beer all of a sudden. He looked down to see the beer hitting the ground and I hit him right under the chin and knocked him stone cold. And his father came up, he says, That was a nice move. He says, I'll buy you a drink. Do do? Do
1: do? I suppose the dramatic stories are hardly surprising because the very first story from his childhood is pretty incredible. He remembers one morning waking up and not being able to move.
0: And I asked my father, to bring me a glass of water, which he did, and I, when he was standing over me, I, he says, come on, I have to go to work. I says, I can't move. And my mother shot up in the bed, and she says, what do you mean you can't move? I says, I can't move. And she sent for the doctor, and I was paralysed from the waist down, and it was slowly spreading. She refused to let me go to hospital.
1: As they won't go to the hospital, no-one has any idea why Johnny is paralysed. Eventually, after two months of this, his mother takes action.
0: She hired a taxi and she carried me into Kalukan in her arms. And this big, huge priest came out and blessed me and she gave him money for masses and she went to go pick me up. She said, he's heavy and he says, Mrs, he can walk. And he looked at me he says, walk out the door. And I just, I mean, the first reaction would be to say, I can't walk. But I got up like I was hypnotised and I walked and the taxi driver, I can still see his face up against the glass. Now, let me see if I remember the chord. Johnny also has a show on local radio in London. Enter my dungeon. Well, folks, once again, Ireland's Eye is coming to you from Residence 104.4 FM in the very heart of London, the show that brings you the best in music with less chat and as always, we are sponsored by the Irish Post. And how was your week? Bruno and myself enjoying the sunshine. Me just beat Wicklow last Sunday. Another young man from that boy making quite a name for himself is Noel Flynn, and here's a track from Noel, and it's called The Tipperary Girl. Hair of gold, eyes are blue, prettiest girl I
1: ever knew. Skin is white as precious pearl, as a youngster, Johnny watches the show band shows on Telefie Sharon and decides that this is the life for him, hey, the music business.
2: Are you ready? Yeah, yeah, Here we go, loop, loop.
0: He starts small. I tried my hand at being a DJ one time, I had nothing. It was a house PA, like in this ballroom. And I'm standing there with this microphone up against the speaker of a record player. And then the priest come up and says, no more slow dances. He didn't want the boys and the girls doing slow dances. And I says, you stick to saying mass, I'll stick to playing music. And he threw me out. That was cheeky. It was the truth, though. But I, I, I like being an outlaw, a rebel at heart. But I wasn't doing any harm, having slow dances in the ballroom in front of everybody. But it was leading to impure thoughts, and you know that.
1: I know nothing. <laughs> The priest is not the only one getting in the way of Johnny's ambitions.
0: My mother said, if you want to be in the music business, you've got to get a trade first. My uncles were bricklayers, and I served my time as a bricklayer. Oh, Jesus, it was hell. Because, first, I mean, you know, you're, you're learning everything, how to put down mortar and do this and all this bullshit. And then one day my uncle says, you can build a wall on your own. And I built this inside wall in this bungalow, and I was so proud of it. Now he says, knock it. And I says... Why? Why Why you want to knock the goddamn thing? He says, where's the damn course? Ooh, I forgot to put damn course on. I had to knock that wall in front of everybody, clean all the blocks, clean the whole everything up, and build it again.
1: The damn course is the bit of plastic that goes... It's on, the,
0: uh, on top of the first row blocks.
1: That was humiliating, wasn't it?
0: It was, but I never forgot nothing again. It was the best lesson ever I learned.
1: And did you have a puss on you when you were doing it? Yeah.
0: I cursed, I swore. <laughs> I was hoping he'd follow the scaffold. God bless you, Noel Flynn. Well, you're listening to Island's Eye and Residence 104.4 FM in the very heart of London, the show that brings you the best in music with less chat. A quick rundown on the Dancing Diaries. I want to mention the tea dances every Tuesday and Thursday in St. Joseph's and Empire Way in Wembley. Next Tuesday, music by Johnny Jameson. And the Davits are also over, I believe, and they're in the Quex Road Community Centre. I think it's tonight. I'm not sure, but... Check it out anyway, sure. If you, if, the, if you go to the Quex Road Community Centre and the Davidshop and are not there, then you can send me an email and tell them me that I'm a jackass. In the meantime, here's TR Dallas and smoke along the tracks. sure show's doing very well, thanks, but I'm, I'm, I'm getting stuff sent from the Prague now.
1: On the way to the tea dance, Johnny is on the phone to a friend who's a journalist. So
0: there must be somebody listening to me bullshitting in the Prague. Yeah, I got a CD from an all girl country band. Five or six minxes. Oh, gorgeous girls, yeah. But you should, have, you, should have, you should have done that interview with Whitey. I have his address. I know exactly where the man is. Because he, he he gets moved around a bit. I should have, that Kildare game, that was like an old folks home playing the dubs. You're working for Sky now. Well, I'll get you the interview with Whitey Bulger. You get me a date with Rachel Wise. All right, listen, have a good one. He's a great character.
1: What's the Whitey Bulger story?
0: I offered him an interview with Whitey. The Whitey Bulger in America? Yeah. How do you know Whitey? I know Whitey. That's as far as you're going on that one. You met him here or there? Over there. I met I saw him here one time when he was on the run, but we never spoke. I wouldn't like I wouldn't give him up. He wasn't a decent fella. He wasn't, but like I mean, you know, you're dealing with like the government. The, the government is, is more corrupt than he is. Like, but no, he was a nasty piece of work. I had never had any dealings with him on that level, but I knew him. I met him in Quincy. We'd done some shows up there in a place called Club Nostalgia, and he was there. Who what
1: was he like to deal with?
0: As a person to talk with him, he was just like talking to you and me. Like I never liked to deal with him. I guess he was a nutcase. He was a head job. I crashed that boy
1: there during the week. Did you see that?
0: No. Who's that? Uh...
1: Uh, the rally car rally.
0: Yeah, that was Tear Dallas and Smoke Along The Tracks. I do apologise The Davos was in the Quakes Road last night, I believe. So, my apologies. Loads of requests for the next song, and we're going to dedicate it to the Southwark Irish pensioners over there in Southwark. It's from Michael O'Brien. I think this goes back to around 1980, if I'm not mistaken, and it's The Veil vale of White Lace. The church door was open
1: As
2: I stepped in.
1: After four years on the building sites, Johnny eventually got his break into the music business. In fact, he made his own break into the music business. I was in
0: Dublin one day and I met Rolly Dangles was with with was shopping with his wife. And I just walked off to him and said, I don't suppose you're looking for a road manager? And he said, I am. He says, have you experienced loads? And I had nothing. It's And he says, when can you start? I says, tonight. No, he says, tomorrow night we're in Cork, which was Thursday night. And I went to another guy then that sold PAs to the band. He had sold Roly a PA and I learned overnight everything to do with a PA. And I met the band the next night with little or no sleep, drove to the Arcadian Cork, set the equipment up, stripped it down, everything was done right and I almost fell asleep coming home. I just fought to keep awake but that's how I started in the music business.
1: That's amazing.
0: Just pure, unadulterated took a chance. And... I was rolling for a few years, then I was with the cotton mill boys in the Miami. Trish!
1: Johnny has arrived at the venue, St. Joseph's Social Club in Wembley.
0: FBI, forever bothering the Irish.
1: Trish, one of the organisers, arrives soon afterwards.
0: How are things, Trish? No, we haven't heard anything yet. You're kidding? No. Well, they say no news is good news. No, saying... I wish to God you'd find out everywhere I go what's happening in St. Joseph's. I said, I don't know, i have in everywhere. What news are you waiting on?
2: Westminster are trying to close us down. They want the uh, land to sell it for housing and developments. The diocese of Westminster is our good Catholic. We built this club. We paid for. We paid every penny of it. So Westminster gave us nothing to build this club. We paid every penny. We, every penny that went into it went in through the parishioners.
0: Any scones today?
2: No scones today, I'm afraid. I've got a oh. big funeral coming in tomorrow.
0: Well, he so, won't want any scones.
2: So let's hope he was the first man into this club. Let's hope he's not the last one out of it
0: we get set up for another day.
1: Johnny has driven a small van to the tea dance in Wembley.
0: It's jammed. Yeah.
1: In the back, it is stuffed.
0: I've got a 2,000-watt PA system with lights and CDs. I'm very particular about a good sound.
1: Johnny carries the equipment into the hall to set up.
0: Everybody loves somebody sometimes.
1: The speakers are big and heavy for a man in his sixties. This is what Johnny did when he was a young man in his twenties, working with the show bands, hefting equipment and driving vans.
0: But well, I remember one time driving down to a carnival in somewhere in Limerick. There was a big wooden gate and this old book there standing beside it, and I said, "You know, the Miami show band." He says, "You just parked there." I says, "Well, hang on." I says, "What do you mean park here?" He says, park the van there. He says, I'm bringing the gear. I says, you think I'm going to hump that gear? I says, right down that field into that marquee. He says, you must be joking me. Well, he says, "That you have no choice. And I said, I'm going to never get out of this van alive. I reversed the van and drove through the gates. Right through the gates and through the side of the tent and parked the van at the stage. It wasn't the most glamorous job in the business. I mean, obviously, the attraction was the lead singer. And then it would trickle down to the drummer. (laughs) Oh, All over the roadie, wherever the roadie get a look in. I get the crumbs.
1: <laughs> but being part of the band scene meant that you got access to places like the Late Late Show. Johnny was there one night when there was a hypnotist on.
0: His road manager came out and he spotted me, he says, You're one of us. I says, What do you mean one of us? He says, You're in the business. He says, The minute I look for a volunteer, he says, make sure you put your hand up quick. Just play the game. So I did. I was on the late, late, chasing Gaborne around the studio trying to kiss him. Were you hypnotised? That's all. <laughs> Me, Tars, and you, Jane. It was all good fun, but a lot of people on the way out said, were well, you really hypnotised? Yep, you know what I was doing. Well, what did I do? I'm going to
2: knock and ring and tap and knock and ring and tap and knock and ring and tap and ring and knock until you do
0: terrific song there from Kieran McGilligan it's very sad that he's off the road he was a true performer and hopefully we'll see him back on the road very soon politics is the gentle art of uh, getting votes from the poor and campaign funds from the rich by promising to protect one from the other and Bob Hope always said that a politician is a fellow who will lay down your life for his country for what can I say Boris are you listening you big bully here's a song from Jim Devine Village in the County Tyrone I was talking to Henry McMahon one night, you know Henry who played with the mainliners. We were just talking about the good old days. And he said when we were on the road, he says we had a 200 watt PA system playing to 2,000 people. Now we have a 2,000 watt PA system playing to 200 people. That was the best ever I heard of it being summed up.
1: Johnny was road manager for the Miami show band, but by the early 1980s things were drying Um, up.
0: We were lucky to be doing three nights a week. And I remember a perfect example, one night like we were doing the Mount Brandon in Tralee, and the band was in this hall, and there was just a wall between them and the DJ. And the DJ was playing the same song that Miami was singing at that same, and I thought to myself, this is it, it's all over. And I was in Lombard Street, and I was talking to Mick O'Riordan, who was, worked for Ritz Records and Daniel O'Donnell. And it was Mick that said to me, he says, if I was in your shoes, I'd go to America. He says, if I had your neck, I'd go to America. And I went home and I said to the wife, would you like to go to America? And she said, for a holiday, I said, no, to live. She says, can we go tomorrow? I put the house on sale that day.
2: Oh, delighted to get out in Avon. What was
1: the first place you are in now in the States?
2: New Jersey. A beautiful place. And especially if you'd have no idea what America was like. I always had this thing about America... It was so fast and so fast, and I used to say, how will I ever manage? And I found people were so normal. They just went about their everyday business, and like like England or Ireland or any place. But you know the way you hear about America, it's so fast and so fast, I thought, I will never be able to keep up to them. I suppose I wasn't too kind of knocked out by the supermarkets. Um, Even the carton of the milk, the, the big thing. Oh, the-
1: Johnny's wife Kathleen is reminiscing with her youngest son, Lance.
2: Ga- yeah, a gallon. Oh, and, God, and we used to buy four of them uh, on a week's shopping. Yeah, four. Them big gallons. You must be like, like little calves the way you <laughs> What I found about Ireland, apart from down the country and that, but in Navan, God, you'd be talking away to someone and you're having a great old chat. And you meet them the next day and they look at us at the road. Great. I thought, thought you not credit
0: you.
2: Yeah. Maybe oh, i, oh. my mouth, I my maybe they didn't well. like you. How are you doing again today? You're not know, kind yeah, of. Maybe they didn't like you. <laughs> I thought, how odd can you be?
1: In the states, Kathleen worked as a nurse and Johnny sold cars.
0: The first day on the lot, I sold a car. Second day, there was a guy with bad credit, and I talked to his mother-in-law into loaning him the money that she had put by to pay the taxman.
1: Why didn't you stay selling the cars?
0: Oh my my heart was on the road. I love the road. I love show business.
1: One day he saw an ad for a show, and the area code on the promoter's number showed that he lived nearby.
0: And I called him up and I told him that like, I had been a road manager for many years. And he invited me out to his office, which was in his house in Port Murray, New Jersey. His name was Barry Singer. And Barry was real old style. Rock and roll with the long hair and the cowboy boots and then he drove a Porsche and he had horses and everything. And we spent nearly three hours with him. And he says, I'll let you do the George Jones show and I'll see how you go. And I done it and he says, I like you I like how you operate. I never got personal with the people. A lot of fellas he said, because it's George Jones or whoever, they want to get friendly with them and they neglect their job. He says, You've done your job and then you'd have a drink with them. So about three weeks after he called me up and he said, he'd be sure going out a short tour with Johnny Cash Would I do it. And I thought he was joking, and he sent me the next day to San Antonio, Texas. And I knocked on Cash's room and I said, I'm your new tour manager. He says, are you Irish? I said, do we have a problem with that? He says, no, I love the Irish. He brought me into the dressing room. He introduced me to his son, John Jr. and his wife and the Carter family. and. We hit it off. I keep a close watch on this heart of mine. I keep my eyes wide open all the time. I keep the ends out for the tie that binds. Because you're mine, I walk the line. We're doing a couple of other shows with George Carlin. Bullshit, I'm getting old. And it's okay
2: because thanks to our fear of death in this country, I won't have to die. I'll pass away. Might hello, be- Mary. Ha- hello, my sweetie, how are you? Uh,
0: I'm are you behaving yourself? Not alone that, but I'm way behind the times. So did Cork beat Kerry on Sunday? Or did Kerry
1: beat At St Joseph's Kork? in Wembley, the first customers are coming in for the tea dance.
2: Where, we are, my sweetie. Sign your life away, please. There's two. Where was Darvin most out. when the lights went out? Under the bed looking for matches. That two la- two tickets please. Ah, Look, Hello, my love, how are you? And how is Dungarvan? Oh, beautiful. <laughs> beautiful as ever. He'd stay there. Did you... I don't blame you. he dead. Mm. Loves it. Good. Loves it. He'd sit together? Out. Yeah, <laughs> nearly 30 years. Married or just. <laughs> just, just. Dead. My husband's dead, his wife's dead. Dividend oh. sin. <laughs> oh, he's there's looking, not looking much, after us. There's not much sin goes on now, love.
0: Amen. There's a sound check. Oh invited specially. <laughs> <laughs> this <laughs> guy's from RTE oh, He told me I'm, I'm losing my money now with
2: excitement Will we, on, will we be on television
0: yeah, brilliant. Oh ginger nuts
1: Whether it was with the show bands in the 70s or the US stage shows in the 80s and 90s or even the London tea dances now Johnny says it's about the showbiz buzz
0: like, you're backstage, the whole theatre is dark. Hello, I'm Johnny Cash. Hello,
1: I'm Johnny Cash.
0: <laughs> it doesn't matter how many times in the day or the night you hear that, you get excited, you get the build-up. The build-up of people queuing up to see Johnny Cash or Willie Nelson or the Monkeys or whoever you're working with. And it was a great feeling.
1: But the touring work in the US wasn't regular, and Johnny got involved in an industrial laundry... They did a deal with the FAI to print T-shirts for the 1994 World Cup
0: in the USA. We we bought the T-shirts in Philadelphia for $5, printed front and back. You'll never beat the Irish. We sold them for 20. We made a lot of money.
1: Johnny's other work in the laundry involved collecting on unpaid bills, like from the owner of a Chinese restaurant.
0: And I went down one day in the middle of lunch, and I asked the guy for the money. He told me to go f*** off. And I went out to the, where the people was eating. I made them stand up and took the table slots off the table. And I went into the kitchen and took the pants and all the uniforms off the chefs. I swear to God, the chef was in the kitchen and his wife runs. Are we on your own? Yeah. But did they not fight back? No, I had a baseball bat and I told the first guy to move I'd cripple him. I got my money and I went out in the yard and burnt the uniforms. I don't know whether to believe you with I all swear these stories. I God on my kids' life.
1: Like, if your young fella came home to you and said, guess what I did, I went into a Chinese restaurant with a a baseball bat, you'd tell him to grow up and stop messing.
0: That's a good lad, well done. Yes, a terrific track there from Foster and Allen, Old Flames. From well, Mullingar is the place to be from July the 10th to the 12th. It's called the Heart of Ireland Festival and Competitions. And there was a man, he, he wrote in to look for advice. He says, since the snow came, he says, all my wife does is look through the window because any worse should I let her in. Carmel McGovern, the love of my life. Where are you? For you, Carmel, here is Robert Mazell and Wham Bam.
2: Wham Bam!
1: Although he's a hero in all his stories, Johnny does admit making mistakes, like when he moved the family back from the States to London so he could manage a venue.
0: The National Ballroom in Kilburn, it was a nightclub. Like I didn't do my homework. It was a complete and utter disaster. Uh, we were very unhappy because the National wasn't doing well and it was just one thing or another. And I called a producer that I had worked with in America and I said, I want to go back to America. And he says, well, there's a show going out. He says, I'll put you out with it. But Cirque Ingenue was like Cirque du Soleil. And I says, well, when do you want me out there? He says, tomorrow. And I, literally went, the next I literally went home and I said, I'm going back to America. I'm going out on the show. I have to fly to Baltimore tomorrow, which I did. And, like, she had to wrap up the house and pack everything
2: right up. And up. the stairs. I, I went out the next day to get trunks. <laughs>
0: she got, she packed the whole house, got, got the kids and everything, Eddie, and I just organised the tickets and she got them to the airport and got them to Baltimore. And if, I wasn't even there when she when she landed. I was in the Texas. Trunk. Three trunks. She was on her own with the three kids, which they, you know, they were a handful. I wasn't. I,
1: <laughs> what <laughs> age is you at that stage? Now
0: would have been fourteen. Well,
2: 200. at the time, it it wasn't just pack your bags, we off again. You had to take the kids out of school and um, there always seemed to be another opportunity at the other end, you know, kind of, and it seemed to be better.
1: How did it affect you? How did you feel? Didn't,
2: I like delighted. I was fed up where I was anyway, so I was ready to go again.
0: You strong.
2: And, and they were the same. <clears throat> the kids were more or less the same. Well, sometimes I liked it and sometimes I hated it. I I, I hated it because they have to make new friends, new school. Well, in that line, s- yeah. Start over again, and then, then once you get settled and, and, and you're happy where you are up and moved again. It's like, oh, for fuck's sake, again? Yeah, but... As a child where I was looking at... At a younger age, yeah, it didn't bother me. But then when I was getting a bit older, I was just like, oh, I'm fed up with this. Can we just pick a place and stay? I never thought you felt like that. I
0: wasn't going to tell you. It's funny because, like...
2: The older I am now, I I appreciate it because it's it's made me realise and appreciate life more and and, cultural-wise and... and... Oh, he's getting very,
1: you know. (laughs) One, two, one... Johnny's all set up with the tea dance.
0: Loreen, this is for you. <coughs> old, from Kerry. Anybody from Mayo? She's oh, all there from Mayo.
1: I shot some video of the dance, and when you look back at it, it looks sad. Johnny is on stage at one end of a large community hall. There are at most three or four couples dancing. Just one: a man and a woman. But that's the video. When you listen to the audio, it's entirely different. These people have an energy about them. Although they're in their 70s and 80s, like Johnny, they're the ones who got up and got out.
2: I went home for my daughter's anniversary. She's buried over there. Oh, she died here. She had a feast and she fell on a concrete floor. I buried my husband as well, and I buried a young son as well. So I've had lots of crosses. What can you do?
1: That's life. How do you keep cheery?
2: Who gives a shit if I'm if I'm sad? (laughs) So I might as well be cheerful, and everybody loves you. Nobody wants a miserable person, do they? I'm sixty-two years here. (laughs) Yeah.
1: What did you do when you first came over here?
2: It was biro pen place where you do the pens and do different nibs and things like that. Oh, nice. You know, oh, yeah. Was
1: a very finicky work.
2: Very fine. Nice. Yeah, and very. You had to be very fast at it as well. Okay. Yeah. That was tough. It was hard. It was very hard when I started doing it. I thought I never stick this thing. You know, I was got to go home again. But none of us wanted to go back home because we were only five minutes here. <laughs>
0: Both my parents are Irish, born in Ireland, and I just retired as a London taxi driver. So, um, after 40 years. So, um, I'm looking to fill the time um, in the days, you know, everybody's at work. Although I've got, I've got six children and 13 grandchildren, two sons and a daughter of my first wife, and she died very young. Then I remarried again and I had three more sons. Your second wife, she's still alive? Yes, yes. That, that's that, that, that's a bit of a saga which best left untold. Um,
1: we're not together anymore. No, no. I'm sorry.
0: But um, we were together for forty years. Okay. So, and do you still see each other? At um, Christine's weddings, funerals, <laughs> <laughs>
1: that i
0: of things. afraid You miss the states. Ah, I do and I don't want to see. I think I went to America a little bit too late in life because even if I had stayed in America, I wouldn't have had enough social security built up to retire without dipping into your savings, and that's not a good thing in America. And then like if you got sick and needed any doctors or hospitals to wipe you out. Like our neighbour,
2: our neighbour had a heart attack. Massive heart attack. Massive heart attack. And the ambulance was outside. And uh, they wouldn't put him into the ambulance until she found his health insurance card. I know I have it, she says. I have it somewhere. They made her look for it and produce it before they put him into the ambulance and bring him to the hospital. That's
0: terrible. He was grasping for his last breath. He was too sick to tell them where the card was. And his wife wasn't there until she came home and found that They wouldn't take him out of the house. But they,
2: wouldn't, they wouldn't bring him until they found the insurance card.
0: But there was another reason Johnny left the States,
1: one he's cagey talking about. So the last time we were talking, you told me it was...
0: one of you had a run-in with the IRS. Well, that too. I don't talk about that so much.
1: The IRS is the American Internal Revenue Service, the tax office.
0: You never know who'd be listening. Maybe George Bush.
1: Well, did you come out on top, or did they come out on top? Oh, Jesus, they came out on top.
0: She it used to be you were innocent until proven guilty but now you're guilty You you to prove your innocence and it was just it was easier to let them win did you take them to court? no they they took me Jesus they just showed me a piece of paper and they said this 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 belongs to us now and I thought oh well alright Do you not have a tax lawyer or something like that? Well... i put it to you this way. It was cheaper not to let them dig any deeper. So they took money and property off you? Yeah. House. A house? Yeah. House in Florida. How did you tell your wife? Just spit it out, tell her. What could she do? I just had to listen to her longer than the IRS... So that was a sickener. More or less, but you couldn't let them see you were sick. I just said I didn't like the house anyway.
1: So when you came back here, did you have to start all over again?
0: Or, like, did you come back in trouble? No, no, I came back all right.
1: Did they stop at the house or did they take more of you?
0: I took a bank account that I had in the Isle of Man. Because it was a dollar account. And anything to do with the US dollar gives the Secret Service the authority to seize it.
1: Talk me. Even if it's in a foreign country. Doesn't matter.
0: Bag of beans. How did they find out about it then? Somebody told them. They have ways of finding out.
1: So you decided to come back here, rather than to Ireland?
2: Yeah. She
0: loves
2: England. I, lo- I loved England because I started off here with my nursing in back in the, in the 60s. So I came to England when I was 16. So... England was always kind of home for me.
1: Kathleen is as full of surprises as Johnny.
2: Booty's in the eye of the beer holder. the beer holder!
1: I'm admiring Lance's tattoos when he tells his mother to show me hers. She has two very elaborate ones, one on each upper arm. The left one is of a child's hands holding a chick. It's from a photo of her granddaughter.
2: When she went to school, she had the little chicken in her hand, so, so they're her little hands.
1: And the one on the right arm is Of a woman's face,
2: and uh, then I have my sister, my sister on the other side, Teresa. Teresa, why did you put her on it? <laughs> because she, she committed suicide, so I bring her with me everywhere now. So when to have her there, oh, she's one of these that got really so depressed. The Lord save us that she was the gentlest and the sweetest person under the sun. You'd never in a million years think that someone like this would do that. That's why when people talk about depression, I understand them.
1: At the tea dance, the turnout has been poor. Most of the pensioners have to get two buses to get here.
2: When well, you hit a bad day today for yes, here, you have gone to Thursday, Thursday. You and especially with the rain, how bad is the rain? Yeah, up? Up up there. There. It's peeing down out up there up
1: here. Johnny was paid to play until four, and he's doing just that, despite the fact that there's just a handful of people dancing. He says the market is being saturated.
0: There's too many tea dances. Anyone that has a spare room now is a tea yeah, dance. A tea dance. And that's what's happening. They're going to different clubs every... And the funny thing about this is the best value I've, uh, it I've is, seen...
2: It is the best. It is the best.
0: They should close, they should forget the Tuesdays and have the tourists like they always have.
2: Yeah, yeah And where did you meet her? I met her in the Ganty In the Ganty Moor in Cricklewood
0: and she said she won the band. New release there from the David Country Band you can knock on my door anytime. Well, unfortunately, the clock on the wall is telling us that it's time to wrap up for another week. My sincere thanks to Toby Under Controls to residents 104.4 FM for allowing us to broadcast each and every week. The tea dance
1: is over and the last piece of music is the National Anthem. No, not the local one. Johnny gets paid no matter what the turnout, but he's disappointed.
0: It's typical over here in London. The clubs closing. and the people wonder why they close. And when they're open, they won't support them. Oh, dear Jesus. How's the Saturday is going? Bad? It's an Irish Harvest Day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you keep going with the radio and the music? I enjoy what I'm doing. Like, I'm not... I'm not overworked. I pick the gigs I want to do. I'm quite happy. I love doing the radio show. Um, I like hanging out with people like that was there today. I enjoyed the crack with them. And you're your own roadie? I'm my own roadie. I can't afford a road manager. He'd want more than I'm getting. If I bring the dog with me, he's good company. I always support the Dogs Trust. I can't bear to think that people are cruel to animals. Did you ever intervene? Did you ever see anyone being cruel? I saw a guy kicking a dog once. It was about three months ago, down on Tower Bridge Road, and I asked him to kick somebody that would kick back. And he asked me, "Was I volunteer?" And I says, "Whenever you're ready." And he just walked away.